Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, it's Cheryl here. It's an extremely special day today. I am so excited to be here with Mahela Mazenga, uh, Chief Technology Officer of Sharper Image. Mahela, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here. Hi, Cheryl. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we have a lot of important ground to cover and also some really gold gems of wisdom that you're going to share. But before we jump in, can you tell me a little bit about your past? How did you get up to being chief technology officer of the Sharper Image? Because a lot of times people might view someone like you and all of the success that you've had and just think that you were um, born into the world as a chief technology officer. But, you know, sometimes success is kind of either a slippery slope or a circuitous path. And so can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to greatness and maybe what some obstacles that you had to overcome? Sure. So I think I have um, a little bit of a non-traditional start and, and that um, my I think my roots are really in art. And being a little bit too practical to actually pursue art, um, I really looked for an outlet where I could create. And and at the time, right, software was really up and coming, and this was the outlet that I chose to to truly be able to create. So I entered the space as as an engineer, and you know I moved along the ranks as as an engineer and a, and a director and ultimately CTO. And I really had um, the unique benefit of doing that in corporations where I was allowed to grow and I wore many hats and they were you know, startup environments. And I think that that's a really special type of environment to be in. And so let me take you back a little further even. So as, as a child or as a really young person was was there something that molded or shaped you or inspired you? Absolutely. So I don't think that I can really separate my childhood from really one of the most pivotal things that have happened in, in my life overall. Um, I'm a first generation immigrant and I came to the United States with my family in 1984 with, with political asylum. So you literally grow up with an expectation to succeed. And the entire motivation around immigration beyond asylum is that opportunity to succeed. And even as a child, I feel that you live and breathe that, um, and especially in my case. Mm -hmm. So I can't separate that from the drive that I have because it's absolutely a major part of my life. Mm -hmm. And is that, has it always been a positive influence in your life or sometimes it's challenging or what's your view on that? Um, absolutely positive, of course, uh, challenging, right? Because there's a very high expectation and you don't want to let your family down on, on those expectations. So as a young child, I think that was a little unsettling. Um, but as I, as I continued to, to mature into that expectation and that understanding, um, I really, really embraced it. Yeah, so thanks for sharing that. And if anyone watching has some questions or if you can relate to not wanting to let parents or let someone down in your family, 
you know, or questions about anything else, please be sure to drop a question for Mahela. And so moving forward, then what about your ascent to being a CTO? Was it kind of smooth sailing or did you have an experience that was maybe a bump in a road? And can you share a little bit about the mindset? If so, the mindset that was required to keep going and really be resilient? Sure. So I'm not really one that likes to dwell on the past. Um, I think my experiences have shaped who I am today and I, and I wouldn't go back to change them. So I think your environment does truly drive the decisions that you make and it'll drive the allies that you need or don't need in, in that particular instance. So if I've struggled with anything over time, especially in technology, it has really been determining over many years what it would truly take to succeed. And I found that the quality of my work ended up just speaking for itself. And with that, you build trust. And with that, you build your allies. And with that, you build your success. But it's really you, right? Uh, at the end of the day, that, that has to drive that individual journey. And you can't expect too many others to really contribute to that in a meaningful way. So on mindset, for me, it's really honesty and transparency, um, especially with myself. Uh, realignment with my goals, both on a personal and, and business level. And I think that sometimes you really have to ask yourself about what you're doing, whether that's on a personal or business level, and whether that's bringing value into your own life or to the organization. And, and sometimes, right, the, that investment doesn't work out. And you have to be honest and transparent with yourself, whether you need to take a different step or what that next step needs to be. Um, and from there, you know, you, you make that choice and you, you keep in mind. Yeah, so so it seems like what I'm hearing is that it's a very it's a fluid process. Is that the honesty and transparency with yourself is very important, and also taking some personal responsibility and to understand that you just might be all in, and maybe being all in doesn't necessarily guarantee your success, but you need to be all in anyway, and then maybe choose a different path. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, again, the, the investment that you make may not translate um, exactly how you envisioned that it would. And sometimes you make smaller investments that end up paying off a lot more than the larger ones. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't hold you back from going for it. No, most importantly, you do, you do need to keep moving forward. Yeah. And I love what you brought up about the personal responsibility. So really being honest with yourself and what do you need? What do you want? Um, what, what is best for you now? And really, um, really going after that. So also, is there, is there something that you can share with the listeners that has really enabled you to, you know, be successful, you know, up to this, up to this point? And when it comes to, you know, making these decisions, you know, some, these aren't easy decisions that you're talking about. And a lot of times, at least as my 
um, mentor says to me a lot that common knowledge isn't always common practice. And so a lot of times things make a lot of sense, but they're difficult to do. And a lot of times, and um, we tend to tell ourselves stories. And so is there some advice that you can give, you know, the, the listeners on how to really be bold in making these decisions? Um, you use the word stories. And, and I think I want to bring up that it's important to understand a narrative, right, as, as events happen around you. Um, but also understand that your journey isn't going to be the same as anyone else's. Though you hear what success or struggles look like, um, especially for females, right, and especially in technology. And don't have an expectation that, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to have that experience. It might be better and it might be worse. And my suggestion is to not walk into that opportunity with any bias, whether, whether it's positive or negative, right? It's, it's a brand new opportunity. Take it at face value and prove yourself through, through your work and through that process. Um, because if you do walk into it with bias and there, there is a lot of narrative out there for females um, and it might not be fair, right? To cast any negativity into a situation you're walking into or any positivity because it's going to be different than mine and it's going to be different than everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And are, when you're referring to bias, are you referring to the bias that we might have towards ourselves? Towards ourselves or really towards others as well, right? Um, the expectations that we have for how we're going to interact with our colleagues and peers and, you know, expectations of results based on those interactions. So I think that there's, there's a lot of hesitation, um, especially for, for women in the space on how they should act, right? And and my suggestion is to to just be yourself, right? And and to execute how you can execute best, and try not to think about the rest of it, right? Because in the end, um, the outcome is going to be whatever you put your best foot forward to be. Excellent. Well, that makes a lot of a lot of sense. And so I feel like that was the the precursor and a lot of great background information leading up to this uh, topic, which is your black belt. And that is really um, how to really make sure your technology is simple, scalable, and secure, uh, as the subject line says. So can you tell us about a project that you're working on and really link up this topic with that project? Sure. So, so I think that tagline is from, from my LinkedIn profile, and it's it's something that I, you know, truly believe in, and, and it's a specific manner that I that I choose to approach my work. But um, most recently, I, I joined an alliance. It's the Mock Alliance, and it's an it's an open technology standard. And um, for those that don't know what that is, it stands for microservice based, API first, cloud native SaaS, and headless. In addition to that, you know, what does that mean for business? Um, that really allows business to build solution, solutions easier than they have been able to in, in the past, utilizing cloud-based function. Um, so 
this is the culmination of, you know, for me, engineering standards over the years and, you know, really the way that you can compose a software solution. And in the space right now, there's really a lot of availability of, of great business function um, available to the software builders out there. And there are a lot of vendors providing a lot of great solutions that you can take and compose and integrate into a solution that, that fits you best. So I would encourage any technology stakeholders out there to um, go view the Mock Alliance and there's a website, mockalliance.org and understand what it is and um, look at it as an open standard for where technology and software solutions go next. And can you share a little bit insight as to your opinion about where you think everything's going? Well, we keep progressing, right, to, to more and more cloud-based. And, and I think that this is absolutely a natural progression. And, and in the sense that as an engineer, you don't want to keep reinventing the wheel. This is another adaptation of that, where you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can go and you can get a core competency that's already available as you know, cloud-based software as a service. And you can use that core competency and build on top of it. So for me, um, this has been the standard. I mean, when you, when you look at the different ways that you can compose a software solution, um, been doing it this way for, for many years. Um, it just so happens that, you know, Mock has now been coined and uh, so much technology is, is available at, at our fingertips. And there are so many vendors out there that can really help concrete this um, as a reality and as a standard moving forward. So it's, this is the direction. Excellent. And so for um, female leaders and also especially women in technology or really any male dominated industry and not just women, but maybe even women that feel further marginalized within our gender, is there anything that you can share with them so they can be contributors to um, to what you're talking about and to really have a voice at the table? So I've personally never truly looked at it as a male-female issue. I think that technology right, is a really specific engineering space. And it's not always easy. And I think women in particular have to understand that it may not be easy for their male counterparts either. So, you know, I see the same grievances, whether it's a woman or a man, and you know, the, the want to be accepted right, as a subject matter expert or as an expert in a particular technology. And, and that hasn't been different for me um, as a leader, whether that's been a male or a female, um, you know, sitting behind the desk and, and the concerns there. So again, it's really an encouragement of doing your best, um, being confident in, in your abilities and, you know, providing valuable solutions to your organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being confident in your abilities. I love how you say that. And I just want to interject a little bit that a lot of times people might look at you and think, well, Mahalo was probably born confident, uh, which may be the case, maybe not. But 
confidence is definitely a muscle that can be built. And, you know, whether we're um, coaching individuals through it or large group facilitations, I mean, that is just something that we really focus on because I love how you have brought up that it's really important that we take some responsibility, you know, for ourselves and to really develop, you know, that confidence. And it seems important to be in a space where it's, you know, receptive and, um, and to really, you know, um, do your part in developing yourself as much as you can. So thanks for reiterating that. Is there something that you would like to leave the listeners with something that you would like them to remind them of? So their day is a little bit different tomorrow because they've gotten a little bit different perspective. Oh, so I think that, that, you know, it might be cliche to say, and, and to build on what you said, um, I was the biggest introvert growing up. So I cannot say that, that confidence was, was a strong suit, but what I did have was drive. And, and again, I think that we need to focus on ourselves. You need to, you know, get rid of the noise around you, whether, again, that, that's a narrative on, on expectations or what others think about you and, and truly just focus on, on yourself and what it is that you wanna get out of it. And I think that the rest will follow. The success will follow as long as you work on that success yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes there's all sorts of free tools and resources too to do this. Sometimes it's a little difficult to sort through this on your own. So um, I'm glad to share some free resources on how to do that. It's just on my um, website. If anybody's interested at CherylKlein.com, it's at the top, just a bunch of downloadable stuff and videos on how to fill it out. Um, Cause that is really invaluable advice to think about who am I? What do I need? What do I want? How do I get there? And also, how do I develop myself in a way? How do I improve? You know, and I'm in the process of reading the four agreements. I don't know which got very popular after the Super Bowl because Tom Brady mentioned it. But, um, you know, it's stepping out of victim mode and really into taking personal responsibility. And I don't tread lightly there because I know some people's struggle in the past and currently is very real and it's not fair. Um, so I get that 100%. But the message that's coming out loud and clear is to really take that personal responsibility and develop yourself and also start aligning yourself too with people that can support you. And I think it's Jim Rohn that said we are the five people, uh, a culmination of the five people that we spend the most time with. So really aligning with the board of directors that if you're not getting it in one area, get it in another area. So you can get really built up and really focus on that because it's important, but it's going to be, it's nearly impossible to do it on our own. So thank you for bringing that up. You are, I mean, the sharper image is just so lucky to have you. I feel really honored to have gotten to know you over, you know, the past year. And I look forward to continue to follow you. Great. Thanks so much, Cheryl. I really appreciate your time here.